In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. These I must lead. They will hear my voice, says Jesus. The first time I ever encountered a shepherd in the flesh was walking on a long pilgrimage and starting the day very early in the morning when it was still dark. My first encounter with the shepherd was the sound of a man singing. And then, of course, shortly behind him, the sheep came bobbling around in the dark of the morning. They could hear his voice. They knew where to go because they heard the voice of the shepherd, and the voice of the shepherd was clear because he was singing. We all know the very elemental power of song. There is a righteous and true saying. comes to us from St. Augustine. The one who loves sings. We know this is true. We find it in very simple and cutesy ways. If you ever have time to waste, YouTube is a great place to kill a bunch of time that I'm sure you have just sitting around. Well, one thing that you can do is look for, they have like uh, high schoolers asking each other out to like prom or homecoming. Usually it's uh, some awkward uh, studly high school boy who does some sort of act or ditty for the girl to ask her out to prom or homecoming in a clever way, all right? And there's very often some kind of song, well or badly sung. And then, of course, the reaction of the girl is the best part because she's caught in between, like, want to have appropriate social embarrassment. Oh, my gosh, all right. And then also with a heart full of youthful love because this person did this thing for her, right? There's a difference between singing a song beneath a girl's window and saying, hey, you want to go out? Right? Those are two different things. It's an elemental reality. Everybody knows that when they stand up in Lambeau Field or in the dank, you know, musty smell of their basement watching the Packer game and with a great heart full of love, sings, Go, Pack, Go! Right? Go, Pack, Go, that doesn't have the same juice. Why? Because singing is the one who loves. Now, this connects to the hearing of the shepherd's voice in also a very deep way. As we come to the Mass and we look to hold deeply to the life of the church. The life of Christ comes to us in many ways, particularly in what we sing and elementally in what we sing in the Psalms. We have the responsorial psalm after the first reading, and we sing psalms at communion time in the antiphon. You'll find they're structured in very much the same way. And we use modern, sort of a simplified version of the ancient Gregorian chant. A lot of people know that phrase, Gregorian chant, and they have visions of monks and incense and all right, language they don't understand. What's important about that, the chant of the Christian church didn't just come from nowhere, right? You had the apostles, who are all Jews, who grew up in that life of the church and go out to the world. The Christian community first sings, all right, they, they don't have, like, how great thou art doesn't exist until the 1800s. They, they sing the Psalms. Where did they, get, did they just make that music up from thin air? That's sometimes claimed. Well, recently, a few years ago, I should say, 
There was an excavation done underneath the Temple Mount in Jerusalem, the site of the ancient temple that Solomon built, where the ark was kept, where the sacrifices were offered, where the psalms were sung to God, which in the year 70 AD was completely destroyed by the Romans and everything leveled. Now, this excavation went deeper than they had ever gone before, and they found clay jars that contained parchment papers. And on these papers were the Psalms with their notations, completely lost to history. What was so amazing is the intact scroll they found was of Psalm 42. And the musical notation for Psalm 42 on this parchment that dates to 100 years before Christ, that was in the temple in Jerusalem, the notation is identical to the Gregorian chant notation of the Psalms. Identical, note for note. Why is this? It's because the Christian church preserved that musical tradition. So when we come and enter into the life of the church, yes, when we live in the year 2018, and so there are developments and various, so we don't like solidify in time. And I don't want to get into a pedantic notion of the priest's upper saying, you should sing, darn it, right? That is not my point. My point is one of the deepest, most elemental ways to hear the voice of the Good Shepherd is to enter into the musical life of the Christian Mass. Why can St. Peter stand up there and say, This Christ whom you crucified, he is the stone rejected by the builders which has become the cornerstone? Did St. Did Peter go to Bible study? No. Did he go to school? No. Did he have faith formation classes on Wednesday night? Well, yes, go to class. But you know what I mean? No. All right? It's because when he went to the temple, when he went to the synagogue, he sang, the stone rejected by the builders has become the cornerstone. Obviously not in English. So that when he learns Christ, he can make that direct witness. And this becomes the life of the church, that these things are very simple and elemental. And they cross times and space and languages. You can sing at this Mass today in English. Holy, holy, holy Lord God of hosts. So you can walk into any church, you can walk into the great Basilica of St. Peter's in Rome and sing Sanctus, Sanctus, Sanctus Dominus Deus Sabaho. It's the same. You can live that in your life, right? Imagine your little, your kids going off to brush their teeth, right? Hallelujah, hallelujah, what beautiful teeth I have. It, it links, right? It is the sanctification of all life. Can we reduce it? We sing great hymns. There will be a very contemporary hymn at Mass that, that is a little more complex and so forth. So the point is not a reduction. The point is a depth. Now to be fair, if you're a God-awful singer, but you love, be kind and sing quietly, and it'll be okay, all right? And if you're a, quite a skilled singer and are actually good, sing a little bit louder. Help your neighbor out. Everybody's been to a birthday party singing happy birthday when there's someone there who can really sing. It's awesome. It's nice. And the point is not an elitism. That is why these things are very elemental. The point is that it is one of the ways 
that you testify a heart in love. Why does everyone love Mary Poppins? Because a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine, right? That's very different from some old gal coming up to you and saying, hey, spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down. It's not the same. One's a heart of love that wants to be in love, that looks to love. And you can hear the voice of the shepherd speak to you. And you can speak back in that ancient and simple and beautiful music of the church. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.